Welcome to Big Foamy Head, show 158, IPA for retards. And we're talking about retards in the beer sense, of course. Uh, not that we're trying to piss off any of our mentally challenged listeners, which that's pretty much all I'm right. Uh, maybe we can just call them beer tarts. Beer tarts. Who was it? Somebody used that word a while back. I'm sure it's copyrighted. Probably so. The lawyers are like gearing up right now because we use that word. But we They're got sending some, us uh, cease and desist letters already. Yeah. We've got, uh, so we got some IPAs, a couple of IPAs that uh, we're going to uh, drink. And we're starting off with a really good one out of um, out of your neck of the woods. Denver, Colorado, it, it say on the bottle from Great Divide Root Brewing Company, the 18th anniversary wood-aged double IPA India Pale Ale. That's a lot of peas. It's a lot of words. And then I say quintessential commemorative. Mm. So. It's good stuff. And um, this is something I noticed because uh, one of the beers that I've got, I looked, you know, you, you got to be subjective when you look at these ratings on Beer Advocate and everything. But this one, I'm going to take this at its word. RateBeer.com rated this a 98. And this is a weighted average 3.76, I think, out of four. 759 ratings. So almost 800 people are writing this beer way the hell up there. That's great. Yeah, it's good. And, you know, when I saw double IPA, I expected a hot bomb, but then we had the magical word imperial in there because this is a light and dainty 10% alcohol by volume. What do you think? Uh, I think that they've done a, or did a good job uh, describing it on the bottle when they say that it's, it's a pretty malty. Um, you're right, it's not a, a big pop bomb. Um, the wood chips aren't overly done, so you don't feel like you're licking a wood cask or anything. Um, yeah, good job. Yeah, nice stuff. Uh, it says something about the copper-hued treat is a celebration of everything. Great Divide does best. Plenty of malty sweetness, backdrop for earthy floral English and American hops, wild French and American oak, round off the edges in touch of vanilla. It's all the way around. A nice beer. I've got mine in my dogfish head snifter sort of berry glass. I've got mine in my uh, Avery 2012 strong Boulder Strong Ale Fest. Good. Because in what was yep. it you said? Are we are, are, are we uh, breaking rules by putting in somebody else's glass? Yeah, I was wondering if it was kosher. All right. And we've got, we've got show Sacrificial Virgin Clark with us. And uh, this is his first time in front of a microphone on a beer podcast. But he's no stranger to drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> what do you think about this? It's good. Okay, spoken like a true beer professional. That was, that was deep. That was deep. <laughs> I'm going to go deep on you. <laughs> By the way, there are beer tard t-shirts. It's on the, I Googled it. Oh, really? Yeah. It must be true. I there are. See, we're screwed. We've already, not only is it a copyrighted word, there's merchandise. So we're now probably liable for monies. That's why we're going for the full DSM uh, rated or, you know, clinical diagnoses of a retard that's right so we cannot be held liable for our actions because there's a little bit of retardation in all of us 
So I got uh, I got this beer, and I got a couple of other. We, I've got mine coming up, our PBR, our personal beer review, as it stands. Mm. And uh, before we get into it, though, this, so this beer will go a little deeper. This is a double IPA, which I've also heard referred to as uh, San Diego IPAs. And what's, what's the Denver IPA? Is that not also kind of a double IPA sort of style? The idea is more hops, right? Jays, I don't know that we've actually gotten into regional uh, categorization for I'm, our double IPAs, have I'm we? I'm telling you, that's where I first read this, that that uh, it was a uh, – the first time I ever saw a double IPA, I thought, what does that mean? And it's, it's supposedly – and I saw this chart. I meant to save it for you, that it showed the ranges of the types of IB, IPAs because I looked, and my IPA I've got – uh, uh, later on, is low. It's that would, uh, it's that like would a, actually be a good statistical analysis to find out what region considers, or you know, what the range of the IBUs are per yeah. per region. What people consider hoppy. Well, because I'm uh, sure that uh, the West Coast guys are all blend swinged, you know, well, as far yeah. to the high side as they can possibly yeah, be. They, they go hard on the IPA. Uh, on the IBUs, and uh, so that's I know that because this is an imperial, it's probably IBUs for days. I could not find it. I looked for IBUs, I couldn't find it on this. And so well, I, I think a ton of uh, hoppage would probably kill the uh, flavor character that they were going for, which was a little more mm. muted, malty, sweet wood. Yeah, you know. And so. with the with the imperials, you're always going to have that little balancing act. So this finishes though with the little hops at the end. And you were saying, what's that taste at the end? It's heavy smoke at the end. I felt it was almost like it left me thirsty, which led to the rest of the beer. But <laughs> and I'm not so thirsty anymore. <laughs> it's a uh, an alcoholic beverage that leaves you thirsty just encourages you to have more. That's just there's a recipe for disaster. What could go wrong? Hmm. And it's only ten percent. <laughs> That's, that's a, like the lime it's not hundred percent alcohol, but <laughs> those lime based uh, vodka drinks, you know, mm. it's like you're done. And it's like hmm, I'm thirsty. <laughs> yeah, we call those so, date. Rolls. There's a little more bottleage here. <laughs> uh, suggested food paired pairings: uh, bacon and blue cheese hamburger, barbecue ribs, point raised blue cheese, sticky toffee pudding, caramel cheesecake. Um, point raised cheese. That sounds kind of specific. Do you know what that is? I don't know. It's probably in San Diego. I don't know. I have no idea. That is pretty specific. But Isn't like it? you said earlier, it's a it's that's a meal description right there. So an industrious uh, listener could Google Point Reyes blue cheese and find out what the heck that is. Mm-hmm. I believe it's cheese made in Point Reyes. I could be wrong. <laughs> I'm taking a leap there. That would be brilliant marketing and naming if they yeah. did. Yeah, it's, it's like Hollister except Point Reyes. Is, are you saying so sticky toffee uh, pudding is actually a San Diego I don't know. Thing? I said it San Diego. Yeah. Right. It is San Diego, right? San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> when I want to drink beer, I don't go just anywhere. I go to San Diego. <laughs> okay. We haven't done uh, a send-up to the, uh, the world's most interesting man, have we? No. That was... That was uh that sounds like a new segment here. All right. Well, that was the world's that. most sort of interesting guy. <laughs> Brilliant acting. Brilliant acting. That's guys. right. I know. And actually, Rick, I almost 
came I came this close to asking for a revival of the Big Foamy Head Interpretive Dance Theater. I found a haiku. On, oh, that would have been great. It was yeah. on it was on uh, Great Divides website, but it sucked, so I didn't bring it up. Not that their beer sucks. This is very good. I mean, I am quite enjoying this. Now, here's the thing, though, that I want to know. I enjoy this, but I'm not, and 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 you did not giggle like a schoolgirl like you did on Palette Rucker, uh, uh, two shows back, right? Uh, this has a 98 rating. Are you feeling a 98? I think it's an extremely well done beer. It's yeah, a good what beer. it is. It's I mean, if I beer. grabbed a double IPA hoping for a real hot bomb, I'd be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, I didn't even know it was an, an IPA when I opened it. I just saw the 18th anniversary wood aged, is, which is what they are making the big letters on. So, yeah. you know. Well, it's, it's. It's all about expectations, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm just saying, just throwing it out there for discussion. I like it. I like it quite a bit. I will definitely get another one if I get my hands on it. And I wanted to tell you where I got this, though. That's the interesting other part of this beer. The interesting thing is it was shipped to me from Let's Pour Beer. This is one of those beers that I was telling you about. I had the Russian River a couple of shows back. So this is one that uh, they had a good IPA selection. So every beer that I'm drinking came from the uh, Let's Pour people, shipped it into Tennessee. Still don't know how they're able to get away with it. And it says on the box, contains alcohol. They're not Yeah, I, I hope that you're getting something for pimping them like this. I, you know, I sent them a letter. They said they'd love to, but I didn't follow up. We oh, okay. may. We may. i got to pimp them out a little bit. You know, kind of get them used to that street life before I turn them. That's what i got to do. So it's just I mean, certainly with our demographics and our reach. You know. That's right. That's right. Hell, we've got people as far away as Chattanooga listening. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Here's to you, Chattanooga. Stay classy. <laughs> Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> oh, that's right. That is San Diego. San Diego literally means, you know, Wells Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> it does? <laughs> I did not. I so did not as a that. German translation. As this warms, I am getting a few more wood notes out of it. You know, kind yeah. of the classic uh, yeah. oaky flavor. Yeah. And, Clark, you got that first. You got that kind of wood and smoke. And I'm getting a little bit towards the end. Um, a little a little bits of vanilla. little little uh, kind of sweet, sugary uh, things. The end is interesting. It is kind of dry. It's not hop um, pine or citrus dry but it is a little dryness at the end for me so mm-hmm. yeah we've wiped this whole bottle out so uh that's a good thing good so job. let me um thank you let me uh bring you up to speed on something we did the other day because we t- we were going to talk about events uh we had this nashville uh, music city beer society meetup it was a very informal here something's about to happen Come down here and do it. And we had a meetup at the Corsair Distilleries Tap Room. And Corsair does not make beer. They make spirits. They are a micro-batch spirits distiller. But they also have a, a tap room where they bring in taps from 
all the local uh, breweries and some kind of a little bit of a reach. So you've got Yazoo, French Broad, Calf Killer, uh, some some others. Uh, they they had Coney Island, the Albino Python that was there. They had all just kind of it was a really nice selection. But what they had this like come and get it before it's gone. One cask, a Jackalope, which is a uh, women owned brewer here they had created this beer called cub crawler which i'm not sure what type of beer it is but it's kind of sweet and brown and um they had put it into a triple smoked corsair whiskey barrel that thing smelled like bourbon i mean it reeked of bourbon in a good way i got one of those on tap Oh man, it was it was good, but it was like straight off the cask, and it was full of smoke and bourbon, and uh, I think it was like a porter. I don't really know, but uh, man, it was good, and people were just packing into that place. It was standing room only, so big big beer community uh, throwdown uh, on these special beers, and as it turned out, it was a warm up for. Another meetup the very next day, and this is my first time here, and I think I mentioned this before, Memphis was barbecue, Nashville is hot chicken. Yeah, you did mention it. So 4th of July, the Nashville Hot Chicken Festival, and I I forget what number it is. I got a shirt. I actually have the t-shirt somewhere. And uh, went down there and met up with uh, the beer folk again. And this is the funniest thing because my daughter's with me. Right. And I'm walking around and everybody's going, Hey, I like your shirt. And then I get into the beer tent and that's when all hell broke loose. I had women coming up, standing next to me, having my daughter take our picture because of my t shirt. My t shirt is one that says, My liver needs a cuddle. Oh, that's <laughs> so sweet. And apparently that resonates <laughs> with women and beer. I am not kidding you, man. I had my That's picture taken multiple times by women wearing bikini tops and stuff. Red, white, and blue ones was 4th of July. Yeah. So, is that weird? Sell those shirt. We'll gotta, wear, up. gotta wear kind that shirt funny. more often. But anyway. But if you're doing a meetup, it's almost... It sounds like that's going to encourage things like that. Well, this is a meetup at an event, right? And there Yeah, was, no, I haven't been to that website yet. Um, is it worthwhile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very worthwhile. And I'm sure in, in uh, your part of town, you've got uh, just all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Yeah, we have different meetups here. Well, uh, you've, got a, you've got active beer scenes. This is one where I think it just kind of started, and it's taken off. The uh, memberships are rolling in. It's over 500 members now for the no, Music City No, I think City they have beer a very uh, strong homebrew scene, actually, Yeah, in Nashville. I, I don't know about the homebrew, but I know the craft beer appreciation scene is really big here. If they're girls in uh, bikinis, does that mean that it's an M- M-E-A-T up or M-E-E-T up? Oh. <laughs> this is true. What kind of meetup sure is for, it? I had my daughter with me, so it was an M-E-E-T up. It was a very, I made sure my <laughs> hands were in front all times. So I conducted myself appropriately, as I always do, in case my wife is listening. <laughs> But um, I like that. Yeah, my my liver needs a cuddle. Yeah, I'll wear the shirt next time. That's right. Now you got something to look forward to. 
I'll be wearing that show, that shirt next show. There you go. So what's been going on on uh, your side of the river? Uh, well, we were talking about um, these guys here at uh, Great Divide. They just had a their anniversary party uh, in the streets of Denver. Um, the couple of uh, members of my homebrew club actually work at Great Divide. So we have John and Ant and uh, I forgot the other guys, Mikey. Um, and several others, actually. Yeah. There's shout out, shout out to other guy. Okay. No, it was Mike. His name's Mikey. What uh, up, other guy? guy. <laughs> uh, he always goes to our annual camp out. Um, so one of the cool things about having a guy who works at the warehouse is sometimes they have low-fill bottles. And one time we had a club meeting at Great Divide Warehouse. Mm-hmm. And we went there, and they were just giving away cases of low-fill bottles. So... Um, I actually have a refrigerator full of low-fill uh, Great Divide IPAs and Hercules and oh yeah, nice all sorts of stuff. So uh, when we do our personal beer review later on in the show, okay, I, you're going to dip into those out, okay? Even though I was totally unprepared for that segment, so. would, they, would these be classified as because they're low and short and uh, in filling uh, retarded bottles of beer? I'm thinking. Let's go for that. Yep, I'm gonna definitely take that as a. Uh, these are the the rejected bottles. Um, so. Okay, now you're just making the bottles feel bad by saying rejected. <laughs> they're they not less. They're just differently abled bottles. They're vertically they're challenged abled. too. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> so they're fill uh, challenged bottles. <laughs> well, I think you know uh, other news from this end of the the world. Uh, Colorado's been on fire. Yes. You mentioned that last show. We're having uh, some blessed relief with the rain, yeah. finally, although uh, apparently the fires have crystallized the ground, and it's destroyed all the vegetation. So now I'm getting uh, emergency alert system warnings that uh, there's flooding going on. <laughs> wow. So, Are there any yeah, locust sightings uh, yet? No uh, locusts. No. Any uh, horsemen? No toads <laughs> Four of them, perhaps? or uh, rivers of blood yet, but uh, I do believe the apocalypse is upon us. <laughs> I just saw a news flash that my hometown of Palmdale, California is on fire, so that's wow. interesting. Okay. Uh, which is an interesting uh, segue to your conversation about the jackalope, because uh, we used to have jackalope sightings all the time in Palmdale, California. Yeah, that's because that's where they're from, right? That's where they're from. Yeah. That's right. They breed yeah. them there. Yeah. Well, apparently that's the hip cool shirt I got to get here because all the beer nerds were drink. They were all wearing jackalope shirts. It's like, well, I got. Where do I get one of those at the at the brewery? It's like I'm uh, guessing you would not <laughs> have gotten uh, hugs from yeah young women You're had right. you been wearing that though. You're probably correct. So, um, all right. So, so we're uh, up on the break, and let me tell you about what I got. I pull something that's got a uh, a little little connection action going, and this is uh, you know our blues roots here. This is a Joe Bonamassa tune, and this is one of our favorite. But it's a cover, which he rarely does, and this is a cover of a John Hyatt song. John Hyatt, very well known, respected uh, songwriter, who is also playing with Joe Bonamassa. And the third party in this uh, three-way is uh, Nashville's own Vince Gill playing this. And so uh, we're going to take our break and enjoy a little Tennessee Plates. 
John Hyatt, Vince Gill, and Joe Bonamassa. And that was from the Joe Bonamassa latest, I think one of his latest. He's got so many projects going on. Uh, it's called Dust Bowl. And so that's a, technically a Joe Bonamassa song, although they obviously take a lot of turns. And 
Vince Gill. I want to tell you just for a minute about Vince Gill. Now, I, I know of Vince Gill. He's married Gill. to a hottie. That's all I know, right? Amy Grant. Amy Grant. Yeah. Amy Grant. Now, I, here's my whole, until I moved here, my whole Vince Gill knowledge. We had a Christmas CD. <laughs> so he does a damn fine version of Silent Night. But that was it. I owned no Vince Gill, knew nothing about Vince Gill. So I started reading up on him, especially when I thought, wow, this guy's playing. And then I saw Vince Gill. I kept start seeing him in the background. This guy loves to play. He really doesn't care about singing. And as a matter of fact, now, I just read this, he has severed his relationship with MCA Nashville after 23 years as of February and now plays only bluegrass. He doesn't sing anymore. Not because he doesn't want to, but because he's such a damn good guitar player. And now here's the other interesting thing. This is how Vince Gill got his start, Rick. You remember this little band, Pure Prairie League? Oh, yeah. Remember that? I do. I do. I wasn't a huge fan. I don't have any of their albums. But. Right. But they, but they did, you know, they got airplay. Amy and something else. Forget what. Well, anyway, after the lead singer quit, they hired Vince Gill. He's lead singer for Pure Prairie League, right out of uh, school. I think he's like 19 years old or something. Is and, it the uh, uh, Amy? Yeah. What you want? Okay, I love that's that song. the one. Yeah, Pure Prairie League. That wasn't him. It was another one. Like, I mean, I know that. that yeah, right band, wrong guy. But uh, anyway, so it's like I started getting out. Okay, well, this Vince Gill's an interesting cat, and apparently, if you want to see Vince Gill, all you got to do is go to a Nashville Predators game. Or go to the Nashville. Season ticket holders. Go to the, or the Nashville airport. I see him. I've talked to him all the time. Really? Southwest Gates. Yeah. And he, see, and, and, and okay, since you've seen him up close and personal, I looked this up. He looks like a giant on television. Right. And I was thinking this guy's like 6'6 six, six or 6'7. Six, he's 6'3. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, he's two years older than me and an inch shorter. Yeah. <laughs> nice guy. That's what I've heard too. He told me I had a conversation with him at the gate one day, and he said that uh, he was he made it through without a ticket, made it through uh, security. I'm like, well, how the hell did you do that? And he goes, I guess I'm Vince Gill. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and we started talking about how you know, I was like, I was like, you know, and he said, you know, we were talking about, uh, I, you know, we were. He said, well, you do. I was like, well, you know, sales or whatever. And he's like, you know, I always wanted to do that. And I said, well. Things have worked out pretty good for you so far, right? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> there, there's this comedian, Lewis Black. And Lewis Black is one of the most bitter, foul-mouthed comedians. He just hates everything. And one of his – and his new stand-up is on Netflix. You can go uh, watch the Lewis Black thing. He has a whole segment he does on Vince Gill because somehow he got suckered into some deal where he followed Vince Gill – and Amy Grant, and so he says, ah, these country music assholes, I'm just going to tear them up. And, uh, and he met Vince Gill before he went on, and he says, I was ready just to just chew him up, which is what he does for a living. He says, but the guy was so nice, I couldn't find anything wrong. It just pissed me off that he couldn't find anything bad about Vince Gill. A few months ago, uh, I performed at a benefit, Tony LaRusso's benefit, in St. Louis, Missouri, um, for animal rescue. And I followed onto the stage Vince Gill. And it doesn't get any more fucking mainstream than that. <laughs> now, I know that some of you don't know who Vince Gill is. 
And that's because you don't listen to country music. And I know you don't listen to country music because a lot of it is shit. A lot of it... A lot of it, quite honestly, is based on old Jerry Springer episodes. But Vince Gill is a country music legend and icon. And uh, I have thought that I'd followed possibly every type of act. Um, because for 20 years I toured clubs in the country and comics performed before me that were just, some were just, they would scare the shit out of you. And then I had to follow Vince Gill. Vince Gill is six foot seven, but with his star quality, he's 12 feet tall. And he strode onto that stage and 8,000 people went completely nuts. They were huge fans of his, and he began to sing, and I'd never, ever been in his presence while he was singing. And let me just tell you this, that after 30 seconds, I felt exactly the way I feel when I'm taking a bath that is just the perfect temperature. <laughs> By the end of the song, I can't tell you what he was singing about, but I know I have never been that comfortable in my whole life. And then he told a story, a really funny story, a really clean, funny story, a clean, funny story where he never said the word fuck once, a fucking clean, funny fucking story. Son of a bitch, it was goddamn fucking funny. I was laughing my tits off at his clean story. And then Vince began to talk about his father. His dead father. Son of a bitch. He's pulling out the dead father card. That's a hard one to trump. And his father was a great and wonderful man. He was not only a redneck, he was a judge. <laughs> he was everything to everyone. He was the greatest man that ever walked the earth. And all I kept thinking was, shit, I don't have time to go home and kill mine. <laughs> And Vince said, as his father got sicker and sicker, he pulled Vince aside and told him that he had the, an idea for a song that he always wanted Vince to write. And Vince couldn't get it written before his father died. But, but after he died, he found the inspiration to write that song. And now he was going to sing it. Who's not going to like that song? <laughs> and it was a great song. It was sad and, son of a bitch, it was funny. <laughs> it was really funny. 
The refrain of that song was, how can I kiss those lips at night that have been chewing my ass out all day long? If you didn't laugh at that, you're fucking brain dead. And now he's set the bar for the, the kind of bad words you can use. And you can say ass in reference to your ass, your physical ass. As in, he said the word ass. <laughs> I thought he was going to say Heine. Now I'm standing off stage and I'm going through my fucking act, getting rid of all the bad words. I've got about two minutes of stage time. And then, his wife came on stage. <laughs> his wife, if you don't know, is Amy Grant. And if you don't know who Amy Grant is, you should. <laughs> she is the greatest Christian singer in all of Christendom. And she is made entirely out of cream. I know, because I stood behind her and poked. And she's perfect. She's fucking perfect. The only thought I had as I stood next to her was, Lewis, you're a despicable piece of shit. You're a despicable piece of shit. Now she comes on the stage and she kisses him. Oh, really? The two of you had to kiss, you fucking fucks. Are you shitting me? Haven't you taken enough from me? You were just standing there. She was just standing there. He's been gone 12 minutes. There was no fucking reason for that. <laughs> now, when it comes to love, I am the most jaded fuck in the universe. But I have to say, when the two of them kissed, you could feel their love. It went in waves over the audience. I was knocked over by a riptide of their love. <laughs> Son of a bitch. How will I, a Jew, ever know Christian love? <laughs> My friends, many have been married for years and I've never seen that kind of love. I thought I'm never gonna feel that. And then I realized I did, but I felt it for just an instant um, when I was on a golf course <laughs> and I hit a hole in one <laughs> and I still have the ball, uh, but I don't kiss it, not in public. <laughs> and then Amy began to sing like an angel. And as angels are wont to do, she was singing about Jesus. <sighs> I turned to my friend Kathleen Madigan, a terrific comedian. <laughs> yeah.
she had gotten me the gig. And I said, hey, take a good look at the time and remember it, because this is the precise moment that our friendship has ended. <laughs> I actually had to leave while she was singing. Um, because uh, I felt that if I, I stayed there, I would rush the stage and accept Christ into my heart as my one true savior. And then Vince and Amy left the building on the wings of angels. And now, here's Lewis Black. I came onto the stage and I said that whoever had put together the order of the acts that evening, I wanted whoever that was to join me on stage. Because I was gonna use the next 30 minutes to just beat the shit out of them. I said, who the fuck comes up with that kind of order? Here are two perfect Christians, and now let's follow it with the miserable aging Jewish prick. So anyway, that's my Vince Gill uh, monologue. We were talking about retarded bottles and filling, and you're drinking. What is your PBR today, Rick? My personal beer report or review. What do we call in a segment? Personal beer review. Yeah, is the uh, Hercules Double IPA India Pale Ale from Great Divide Brewing Company. So uh, similar. It's not wood, um, wood aged like the other one was. The 18th anniversary. Uh, the bottleage says Hercules Double IPA is not for the faint of heart. It is, however, for the gods. Hercules delivers a huge amount of hops from. Start to finish, its hefty backbone of nutty, malty sweetness balances its aggressive profile. 85 IBUs, suggested food pairings, grilled fish, tacos, yum, mm. aged Dutch cheese. Okay. So, yeah. 80, um, 85 IBUs, you said. Right. It's, to me, it's, so, again, not super over the top, and it's still, you have a little bit of malt sweetness to it, and... I'm really coming to appreciate that. Is this an Imperial? Uh, it's just as a Hercules double IPA. You know what the alcohol is? Pretty high, I'm guessing. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. If you're saying it's a multi sweetness, but like I said, it was a retarded bottle because it was one of those low filled bottles. This right? is a 10%. So that's similar to the uh, wood aged that we had, right? Yeah. 10%. Yeah. It, that would be exactly the same. Okay. Good stuff. And you said you got this off of uh, Great Divide because they have a uh, a short, poor sort of deal. Well, they don't want to sell bottles that are low-filled. And, um, you know, occasionally when you're adjusting your bottling line, you're, you're running these bottles through as fast as you possibly can, and you're getting a couple of low-filled bottles, so they quality assurance program they pull those bottles and they stick them in the warehouse and my friend who works at the 
uh, or actually is in my brew club, invite us over to help get rid of these low fill bottles. Yeah, community service. That's right. Get rid of the low fill ones. Help the little bottles out. You know how your liver needs out. to be cuddled, yeah. Dick. Yeah, uh, the similar situation. They need some livers to help process this. There you go. Because you don't want to waste good beer, even though it's a low fill. That's you right. Know? What is your saying about the liver? The liver is evil. I don't want to say the liver and is evil. must be, be punished. punished. There's a T-shirt. <laughs> I, I know that. that. That's a popular saying, but I don't want to go. I don't <laughs> but you said that. it. I got this recorded. I know you've said it more than once, too. Yes. Uh, so okay, my PBR, my personal beer review is Elysian Brewing's offering called The Immortal IPA. And this is one of those subjective sort of beers. Uh, Beer review with 294 uh, reviews got an 85, but the brothers ranked at 92. And I think it's one of those style sort of things. It says IPA. When you go and read on it, it says American IPA. But it says on the Elysian site, a Northwest interpretation of a classic English style, copper in color and loaded with New World hop flavor and aroma, extremely drinkable. It's very nice. The brothers at uh, uh, Beer Advocate gave it a 92. It's nice. It says India Pale Ale, but it is right there on Pale Ale or English Pale Ale. It's not a hot bomb. Okay. Uh, it says refreshing and hoppy. It's refreshing, but it's not that hoppy. It's it's very nice. IBO of 54. So it's right at the bottom end of uh, the IPA class. And um, I read this, and I kind of I, I was scared a little bit because it said bitter with Chinook, which can really just taste god-awful. And finished, though, with one of our favorites, Amarillo and Centennial. And it's got a little of that Amarillo kind of hop uh finish i love that kind of little yeah yeah. you know what i'm talking about it's i do and it's nice it's really good they obviously didn't just boil the hell out of the chinook and uh 6.3 percent so this is probably close to a session beer yeah it looks good tastes good what do you think clark i think it's good seattle you know yeah legion those guys are uh they're up and coming i would say yeah Northwest. I don't know that they've necessarily arrived, but they're up and coming. Yeah. Who brews in? Who brews beer in Seattle? Who's the other? Who's the? Oh, there's a million of them. I know, but or Washington, Washington State. And actually, that's the interesting thing. Every other beer in my refrigerator now is from the Northwest in Washington. Rogue is the biggest there. You think? Rogue Brewery. In, yeah, uh, certainly the, the most popular. Yeah. Uh, Lots of Seattle and the Northwest is a big microbrew, microbrew and coffee. You know, drink your beer. Got to sober up, drink coffee, right? Repeat. Southern nerves take off the buzz of the That's caffeine right. buzz. That's right. That's right. You Don't get they, all jacked up on caffeine. Then it's funny. Off. I understand that they uh, they serve so much coffee up there that the water tables are actually starting to get uh, caffeine in them from what from people returning recycling. Recycling. You can't filter the caffeine out. So you have the water from the uh, recycling the urine. That's true. The great northwestern yeah. water actually is caffeinated. I just, I just pissed a Pike's place. <laughs> Extra bold. You know my. Uh, you know they have the. It, it varies based on region. My my uncle lived in uh, El Paso. They had a high level of lithium in the water table really? there. So there was like. Were they like all calm and shit? All calm. Very little suicides. <laughs> really. 
yeah. And so, you That's know, great. Yeah, here in Tennessee, there's meth. There's, there's meth in the water table, <laughs> and there's, um, you know, antidepressants, and you, it's okay. a large variety of uh, what you find. So you can't filter that stuff out, but there's small, uh, you know. That's great. There's some. Yeah, I, see, there's I actually some understand that the estrogen from the birth control pills is starting to affect the fish populations, you know? So it's actually not something that we should be sneezing at as all these uh, pharmaceuticals we're stuffing into our bodies. Yeah. Are, are the fish getting bigger boobs? Is that what I, that's what I want to know? <laughs> no, they're not procreating. As <laughs> okay. Much. <laughs> are they wearing like Birkenstocks and uh, no bras and stuff Instead like that? Instead of having 2,000 little baby fishies, they might have 5,000. Yeah. Who knows? I don't okay. know. Okay. We need to publish something on that. I think that'd be interesting. The uh, water table, etc. Well, I met a guy, too, at this beer meetup, and I'm not even going to attempt to say his name. I thought it was Andre. It's Andre, uh, uh, he told did me. Did he hug you? No, he did not. This is no, not at the Chicken Fest. But uh, he, and I'm not sure, he, his title is a lecturer. I'm not sure. I think he's working on his doctorate at Vanderbilt. And he lectures on fermentation and things like that for Seriously. the chemistry, uh, people who are seeking doctorates in chemistry. And he's published papers and all this, and he, he uses beer uh, to show some of these chemical changes. And he's done this for, uh, I know he did something last year, and now he's doing it this year. And, uh, oh, we had a great conversation about, uh, you know, how malt liquor is chemically created and light beers, malt liquor, water, and all that. But it's like, wow, man, this guy knows his stuff. So the Nashville uh, Music City beer scene is uh, full of interesting people like that. Hopefully going to have some Well, Vanderbilt's a prestigious college, and yeah. uh, that's actually – Somebody I would like to have to listen to. Uh, I mean, well, does you he go will, on the lecture circuit or anything? You will get the chance. I'm going to drag. I told him, I said, man, i got to get you in front of a microphone and talk about get, this. Cause get his it, card because I'd love to hear him. I have his card. We're going to okay. get him on uh, because I told him, I thought of you. I said, Rick's got to talk to this guy. <laughs> you know, we're going to get we're going to get down and dirty and uncover the uh, chemis- chemical mysteries behind beer. So um, my Elysian. Uh, mentioned the the um, it's called the immortal. It, it's this is one of those beers that if you compared it to the one we just drank, honestly, this tastes a little hoppier, but it's far below in IBUs. I'm pretty sure because it's not even a double IPA. So it's one of those weird subjective things. It's just a number. It really doesn't mean anything other than. It's not right. rot as fast, right? Save me from Googling this, but uh, isn't this where Elysian Fields, um, if I remember right, that's a place where the Romans, that's their heaven, right? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I know it's a cemetery a lot uh, that Elysian Fields, and sometimes it's the pauper's graveyard. I, I'm sort of remembering, uh, what was that Gladiator <laughs> movie? It's what it was called, Gladiator. Um Russell Br- Crow. Russell, what's his name? Crow. Russell Crowe. Right. He was going to the Elysian Fields there at the very end. Um, and I'm drinking a Hercules, so that's the Greek god oh, thing. Man. I think we have a theme going. We have a theme. It says Elysium, or the Elysian Fields in Greek mythology, is the final resting place of the souls of the heroic and virtuous. You was right. And 
Elysian Fields, Hoboken, New Jersey, site of the first organized baseball game. And Elysian Fields Avenue, New Orleans, setting for a streetcar named Desire. Yeah, beer and knowledge. (laughs) Good stuff. So, okay, uh, well. So we got a a Greek-Roman god thing going on here. Greek-Roman thing, short-filled bottles, fence, guilt, and what else? I think we might have. Completely unplanned. Lithium. Lithium and lithium. I think we've covered it. <laughs> All right. What's your uh, what's your takeaway? You uh, you did a great divide uh, two by uh, two by two. What do you think of your 18th uh, anniversary wood aged versus your Hercules? Uh, it's a great brewery. Great people. Uh, certainly patronage or uh, become patrons of their products. Go buy it. You good. like them both. Okay. Yeah, I like them both. Um, I would stay away from the coffee espresso, uh, Yetis, and all that. To me, those are a little rich and heavy, but uh, certainly yeah. they do it's IPAs very well. Yeah. And this is a show IPAs for re- retards, right? That's right. Okay. Do we ever say what IPA, IPA means Indian Pale Ale? There, you're an expert. Okay. That's my take. They can impress people. <laughs> We uh, we're in the medical field, and so we have to now. There's a term for IPAs, which is what's it called. What does IPA mean? Uh, Independent Physician Alliance. Alliance, right? So we have to say IPA, not the beer, <laughs> in our line of work. So um, my Elysian, good beer, like it. Um, would have another. Somebody gave it to me. Uh, but the 18th anniversary wood aged from Great Divide definitely takes my vote for uh, best bureau show. Clark, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think so too. I like the uh, 18th as well. Good stuff. Well, um, we're going to lead out. I've got. And I'm doing this. I'm departing from just playing stuff at the end and let everybody wonder. I got another Vince Gill and Joe Bonamassa little bluesy thing because we've kind of strayed away from the blues. A little bit, haven't we? Not that there's anything wrong with that. So this I'm is still into the beer blues and barbecue, though. Yeah, man. And so I had uh, I had country that blues and uh, that's right. So we had beer. Does mean we're done? We drinking? had kind of kind of sort of uh, country blues and uh, hot chicken, which is close to barbecue. We're not we're, done drinking, right? No, we're not done. All right, there's more drinking. There's All the right. after show party. All right, good. Or all the bikini-clad women show up. <laughs> the ones that are outside the door. Get your T-shirts on. See you next time. Drive safe. Don't go full-on retard.